Wow. Hey, I just have word. One of my buds is on the line. He's a fellow radio guy. You know him. If you listen to the Rush Limbaugh show, you know who he is. Ken Matthews, because Ken uh, was one of our main go-tos, guest host for the Rush Limbaugh show. Hey, Ken, what's going on, man? Hey, it is great to hear from you this morning. How are you? I'm doing well. You know, so listen, Ken, I've been talking about the truth all morning. There's an absence of truth right now. Uh, what sparked yes. all of this was Don Lemon once again claiming that Republicans are so awful, there's no uh, equivalence between Republicans and Democrats, and therefore it's their job to skunk Republicans because Republicans are doing something dangerous to society, which he never outlines what the danger is. But this leads to, to a broader discussion of truth. There is an absence of truth almost everywhere. If you look at the COVID reporting, we have never had true reporting on the nature of what caused COVID. There was uh, a shutdown campaign if people, for instance, surrounding hydroxychloroquine and some of the other drugs, if doctors had a different point of view of what was going on in the hospitals, they were shut down on social media, never made it into the press. It goes into the culture. If you dare talk about what is happening inside black communities around the country with regard to criminality, with regard to uh, 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 these these shootings every single day of the week, mm-hmm. you're shut down or called a racist. If you go to politics, there's so many things that you can't discuss honestly. We can't discuss gender honestly anymore in truthful terms. Otherwise, you're a transphobic. In fact, Ken, I want to get your opinion. Did you did you see that uh, professorette from Berkeley Law School that was with uh, that testified? Yeah. Jo- yeah. Now, let me play that for the audience, and then I want to get your opinion of it. Uh, uh, Diego, hit the one with Josh Hawley and and, and Senator Hawley and. Uh, Professorette Bridges from Berkeley. Mr. Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, There are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. We can recognize that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so is is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important because of my line of questioning because we can't talk about it because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm denying that trans people exist by asking you you if you're talking about women having pregnancies. Do you believe that uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think (laughs) so. You are denying that trans people exist. And that leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you or are they also treated like this? No, no, no. They're they're told that they're opening up people to violence. We have a good time in my class. You should join. You might learn a lot. Wow. I I would learn a lot. I've learned a lot just in this exchange. Absolutely. Extraordinary. (laughs) <laughs> wow. Uh, can, do, can do you believe that people, can do you believe that men can get pregnant, Ken? Ken? Ken Matthews? Do, do you believe that men can get pregnant, Ken? Well, let, me, let me just say that that was one of the best 
Saturday Night Live sketches I've heard in years. Yes, but sadly, it was not Saturday Night yeah. Live. Sadly, well, it was on me, the Senate floor. Ken, hold, but, hold you're not answering, but, but you're not answering the question. Do you believe Ken, <laughs> do you mean, Ken, Ken get pregnant, Ken? Um, hold on a second. Not, oh. no, I just looked. No. No? Okay. Well, full, that, disclosure, uh, full disclosure, I am a bi- biological heterosexual white male, so I just triggered like eight people. But that, <laughs> it, you know, it, it is a shame. It, it's a shame where we're going. And your talk of truth is so accurate. Every, every topic you mentioned has been based on a foundation of fallacy. And, and this just, it permeates everything. They start out with the fallacy, but, you know, whether it's a climate crisis, whether it's a, a scandemic, no matter what it is. And then they just build on it because they know nobody in the news media is going to have the guts, except in radio. No one's going to have the guts to call them out on it. And you, you were mentioning Don Lemon. Does Don Lemon still work there? Yeah, he's still with CNN. Oh, okay. I thought. I mean, why, I don't know. Because supposedly this is the latest new incarnation of CNN, where they're supposed to be just going back to journalism and never mind trying to be political warriors for the Democrat Party. But this is the same think, old scene. Go ahead. Do you think they're going to bring back the Cuomo comedy team because it was dynamic? No. I. By the way, Chris Cuomo apparently is up is talking to somebody else about a job. I read it. To, I forgot the news organization. But he's talking with oh, some I, other news organization about a job again. I know. I saw him walking. He had a giant uh, nose swab. Hmm. It's amazing what's going on with all this stuff, Ken. What do you make? Where do you think we're headed? Where do you think this country's headed? Wow, that's a that's a big question. I think we're closer we're closer now to communist China than we ever have been, and I think that has a lot to do with the behavior of the Biden regime. But I do think we're we're heading to and and I pray it is not violent. I don't think it'll be violent. I think it'll be chaotic. I think we're going to have a breakdown of politics. Probably before 2022, I think there's going to be a lot of dysfunction in the midterms because there's a lot of people that are just unclear on on who's lying to us. Is it the Republicans? Is it the Democrats? Is it the news media? And I think there's going to be a breakdown in the media. I think I think there have been some good things that have come from this over the last couple of years. I think we've learned not to worship the medical community. And we've Mm. learned. And we've learned not to trust the news media. I mean, there was a time when you would you would trust your doctor instinctively. And now, for the first time in many years, millions of people are, are taking a step back and they're saying, you know, maybe the doctor that told me to do this, maybe the doctor that told my pregnant daughter to get the vaccine when she was totally healthy, maybe we should second guess them. So I think you're going to see a huge huge sea change in the medical community, in the pharmaceutical community, and, well, I was going to say that the ratings on CNN would go down, but I don't think they could go any lower. But you're going to see some other – I think you're going to see some shifts in, in uh, media, too. People are, are shifting sources. Now, one of the things, Ken, that I said, and I really mean this, I don't want, I, I don't want, to, I don't want conservative news. I don't want liberal news. I don't want moderate news. I want the freaking news. The news should just be tell me the the relevant facts of a particular story. It used to be defined as the the, the five W's: when, where, when, what, why, all that stuff. If I did it all right, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, when, where, when, what, why. 
Okay, tell me that. And then, well, the, and then, and then I, here's what I do want. I want liberal commentary. I want conservative commentary. I want commentary from people that are not aligned. But I want that clearly defined and in its lane as commentary. And don't mix it in with the news. Don't give me snark. Don't give me a lot of that stuff. Just give me news. And I'm talking so about more the, television than anything else. I would love yes. to see television journalism return to that. Well, the days of, you know, and, and I'd said this before, the days of there was a time when if Mike Wallace knocked on your door and he was a journalist, if Mike knocked on your door, it was like, uh-oh, the truth seekers are here. But in other words, that we don't have that. The, the news media, because it's lost so much credibility, there's a whole section of the news media they can be counted on to continue a narrative. And once that narrative gets in there, you know how it works. Once that narrative gets in there, James, it's, you know, it's people fit, they fit their commentary around the narrative, whether it's, you know, a particular uh Trump is bad, or just look at the garbage that came out of that professor's mouth about men being pregnant. And then she immediately went into the talking point of accusing Senator Josh Hawley, which, by the way, for the record, Senator Josh Hawley is a truth ninja. That guy is he lives the truth. Can you imagine if we had an entire Senate that honest? Wow. Yeah, that would be fun. I mean, think about that. But every senator, every for every Rand Paul or for every Josh Hawley, there's like seven or eight, you know, Mitt Romneys and Mitt and, Romneys, yeah, yep, yeah. That that will that will negate it, and that's why we can't we're, we can't get to the truth anywhere. We're trying to get to the truth on January sixth. We're trying to get to the truth on the vaccine. Now we're bringing back masks. There's 52 studies that say masks do more more harm than good. But because the narrative has infected these news organizations, no one's going to talk about that. But I, you and I, we've been on the same page with this forever. Talk about the truth. And, you know, our, our friend Mark Stein is overseas right now, and Mark is doing something remarkable. Mark is actually standing up and bringing people to, to tell their stories about how the vaccine has affected them, in some cases, uh, with loss of life in their families. And you know, this I, is a career risk for someone like Mark. You know, yes, it he, is. Could, he could, he could, and, and he's taking that risk, and he's actually bringing, and this is internationally, he's out there right now telling the truth about a part of the story that the rest of the press will not cover. And you are, and, and he is dead on. It's so interesting that you mention that, because I started watching him recently when he made that move. And he's on this British TV thing that he's doing. And um, he just did a story on a 32-year-old comedian who went into the hospital. Uh, and this was on Mark Stein's show. In fact, he was going to contact the comedian and interview him, but the comedian died before he can interview him. He went in the hospital. He had two, two uh, COVID vaccines. He was in the hospital. He went on TikTok and, and whatever, YouTube, and said, look, I'm not getting another shot. Uh, I, I don't feel good about this anymore. And before Mark Stein could get him on his show, he passed away that weekend. 
So, yeah, Mark is he, he is at the tip of the spear in exposing what has now become a global effort to pull the wool over people's eyes. I'm so glad you brought Mark up, though, because I, I do miss him. And he was he was a, a, a legendary uh, guest host, as you know, probably the longest. Wasn't he the longest? So, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he was the longest running guest host that we had. And so time is up with us, Tim. But I want you to before we do that, it would be I bet a lot of people that listen to Rush listening right now want to know from you, you know, you did the last open line Friday ever. You hosted it. Um, the last, I think, didn't you do the very last guest host yes. show for us? Yes. You did. I did the last, yeah, the last two, and the one was the open line Friday, which is very emotional. Wow. What are your, you, you sat in for us, and, and of course you did, you wrapped up the show. You were the last guest host we used on the show. Every day I wondered, wow, what would Rush think about this? What would Rush think about that? Do you? You know, it's interesting. I, I often refer to him uh, in my own endeavors, and it is a, it, the one thing I like, well, there's more than one, but the thing about Rush that always stands out is he, he was a gentleman. So everything that's going on right now, uh, as emotional as it can get, I definitely learned from Rush. You can be a gentleman. You can be funny, but be professional, be a gentleman, because at the end of the day, your facts get through better that way than uh, standing out in front of uh, a you know, Supreme Court justice house with a G-string on and a silly sign. Ken Matthews, thanks for joining us, my friend. We'll catch up with you soon, I hope. Ken Matthews, <laughs> you. by the way, this guy, this guy owns Pennsylvania in terms of radio, folks.